before your focus is turned towards the money side of things, really look at what entrepreneurship is about, which is solving a problem in the market or providing and providing actual value in the market um, relative to what already exists. You're listening to The Hustlers, the podcast aiming to inspire and educate young people about business and entrepreneurship. My name is Chatin and I'm a young business enthusiast. I'll be sitting down with young entrepreneurs to talk about their journey, the lessons they have learned and how they got started. What's up people, this is Chatin. Welcome back to another episode of The Hustlers. Today I'm joined by someone who wanted to be an actor but uh, ended up falling in love with entrepreneurship. I came across his channel just over four months ago when he was on around 50,000 subscribers. And right now he is at the moment on around 349,000. Now his growth has been insane. Um, the, the reason why I'm super honored today to have him on my podcast is because he's the reason why I started making videos on entrepreneurship. Because when I watched his documentaries, few documentaries, the next day, I started making videos and TikToks about entrepreneurship. So it's an honor for me to have him. So guys, please help me welcome James Stanley. Thank you so much, James, for joining. Thank you. Thank you so much, Justin, for having me, man. It is a pleasure, honestly. I mean, when we first spoke, uh, by the way, guys, if you don't know, James's um, latest documentary on multi-level marketing is out. I, I'm, I'm regretting because I've been so, so busy. I have not had the chance to see it, but I've seen the trailer. <laughs> I even reposted it on my story and oh my Lord, it, it looks crazy. I need to, this, this weekend I'm going to properly just set up everything, just have a chill and just watch that. Cause I'm telling you, his documentaries are literally the best documentaries I see on YouTube and I'm not gassing it up because, Oh, he's my inspiration or anything like that. But he's my inspiration because of the way he makes his documentaries. If you guys get what I'm trying to say. So just, let's just start with your story. Cause your story has, a weird and inspirational vibe to it because when I first came across you, when I heard it, it was just mad. So if you want to just speak about your story, how everything just started for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess normally where I, where I like to start is kind of with what I was doing beforehand, um, before the channel and, and why I even started the channel and that whole build up towards that event. Um, now me, I've always been interested in as you mentioned like acting was my thing um theater was my thing i was always the kid who was like uh especially like year seven onwards it was just it was the thing that i really wanted to do people knew me as the guy who wants to be an actor um and i've been doing acting for you know since i was a kid took it much more seriously during that like year seven up to you know year 11 especially at year 11 i started learning more about the industry and what i needed to do um then come A-level time, I was now applying to drama schools um, and trying to get into drama schools. And I didn't get in on my first year. Uh, I took a gap year. On that gap year, I took like a one-year kind of course for acting. So essentially, uh, I was never business, money, entrepreneurship. None of these things were ever in my headspace, right? Because there's this assumption that when you're trying to be an actor, you're you're just going to be broke until you make it <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, and that was how it was for me for the most part. And, I, and none of these, yeah, like business entrepreneurship wasn't anywhere in my headspace. Um, then what ended up happening was 
once this gap year happened and I was forced into this gap year because as I said I didn't get into drama school in my first year of auditioning so um, just before you know the gap year kind of got started I went on this trip to uh, Portugal with some friends and I had about I mean, I, I think it was like, I, I usually say it's about 400 in cash and about like 600 in my bank account. And I came back from that holiday with nothing in my bank account, 15p in cash um, and a broken phone. So, so like I was then put in this really weird position where I was like, damn, I really need money. Like I really need money. Um, and then that desire to, to make money suddenly was sparked. Um, and it's something that I didn't have before because I was just a student, right? And, and I was into acting and theater and I just accepted that I was going to be broke until I made it. So what I did was I'd start searching online for, you know, how to make money, um, things of that nature, which I'm sure people at some, some point have searched themselves and Everyone gone into that rabbit that. hole. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then I first encountered or I started seeing a lot of videos from Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who I guess most people are familiar with, um, and he started talking about, you know, go and flip, uh, go to like these garage sales or I guess in the UK we have more like car boot sales. Yeah. Um, go to them and like buy some items there and flip them online for more. Um, and obviously you take the profits from that. And I was like, okay, cool, let's do that then. Um, and I started really initially, I didn't even go to the car boot sales more because I was just like, I'm a bit nervous for it. So I just looked around in my room like literally the room that I'm in now um, and was like, okay, okay, we let's sell this, let's sell this, let's sell this. So like games, consoles and stuff that I don't use anymore. Um, and I made a bit of money from that. And then there was like that, that moment of like making money um, or at least the first time you kind of make money for yourself. Um, and it's like, it's just a different like, feeling. It's a good, yeah, it's a good yeah. feeling. Right. And then from there I was like, okay, let's go to car week sales. And I called up a friend of mine who it's also, you know, somewhat interested in business, uh, making money. Um, and I said, yeah, let's go to this, this car boot sale, which was near his house. Um, and we'll try and flip these items on eBay. So we did that. And I've been doing this for about three months around that okay. much time. And I managed to recoup everything that I'd lost on the Portugal trip. Um, but more importantly than that was that feeling that was really strong. I was like, that was amazing. And it was almost like this sense of, of freedom to some degree where I was like oh now I don't have to ask my parents about um you know I don't have to ask them for travel money or if I wanted to buy I don't know an item of clothing or a game or whatever it is I don't have to ask them for it I've got the money to buy that uh, and that feeling is can be very empowering especially mm -hmm. when I didn't have that before and so that was when the initial spark or interest in making money came uh, not necessarily entrepreneurship but making money making money now in that gap year, I continued with my acting. Um, at this time, I was still passionate about acting, but I almost now in the side of my head, I was like, okay, but I also want to make money as well. Um, I was still figuring out how these two things would work together. And um, I was doing my acting course. It was this one year gap year course. And whilst I was doing that, I started to uh, kind of, again, get into all these business gurus and um, and these people like who, you know, like names like Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, um, I started looking into them and I started getting interested in, in all these different, um, I guess these business models 
they're not necessarily new, but they've been repackaged like one, uh, like for example, things like drop shipping, um, yeah. or social media marketing, uh, like as in creating a social media marketing agency, Those these were, yeah. they're not, yeah, they're not necessarily new things. It's just, they've now become, there's this new, new wave of them coming along because of these like business gurus that are now promoting it with their ads and their courses. And I was getting really heavily into that. Um, and the idea was sold to me that, you know, business is about, finding the next big trend and the next big thing and the next um, the next yeah the next best thing was really what it is like catching the trend of of uh, the next best business model was what mm -hmm. i thought entrepreneurship was was about because that was how it was sold to me um in this new age of entrepreneurship with like instagram uh, business people mm -hmm. and instagram entrepreneurs and all of this stuff like you, you know you know what it's mm -hmm. like like most people um in our generations like they know that this entrepreneurship is now seen as a very uh, attractive thing and it's not yeah. um it's like Lamborghinis and mansions and the truth of it is very, very cleverly hidden for a reason because you know, usually it's someone peddling a course and that's why they want you to, to believe that that's what it, that's what it all is, uh, sunshine and rainbows. But anyway, that was how I was starting to see business and entrepreneurship. And at the same time, my passion for acting was slowly starting to fall. Uh, and that second year I auditioned for drama school, again, didn't get in. Um, and at this point I was like, I really like this social media marketing agency or digital marketing agency uh, business model. Um, and I was like, I was very focused on the money side of things. I was thinking, oh, like all it takes is we have to sign 10 clients. And if they each pay us a thousand, then, and when I say us, I had asked like for a friend of mine who I knew was into business, different one from the one I went to Carbic Sales with. Um, I asked him if he wanted to do this business with me and he said, yeah, he's down for it. Um, it was a straight up done deal. And so I thought, you know, we, we were thinking to each other, like all we need is 10 clients paying 1000 and that's six figures a year. Um, very money centric, always money centric. Yeah. And again, my passion for acting was starting to fall. I was starting to take this other business a bit more seriously. Um, and now midway through the year, I remember vividly, I was also starting to read these finance books um, yeah. and these business books. And I remember vividly, I was on the train to about to get my headshots done for acting because I was still on the fence. I wasn't too sure if I was doing this acting or not doing it. Um, and I was on the train and I'd picked up this new book which I kind of didn't want to get, but it was recommended to me enough times to be like, okay, fine, I'll get it. Uh, and it was The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ yeah. DeMarco. Um, and I was, I think even the first, the first like 10 pages that I was reading on that train, it was this feeling of like, I knew things weren't, or at least the way in which I saw things weren't going to be the same after I'd finished reading it. Um, and it was very different, very different to any of the other books that I'd read before it. Things like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or The Richest Man in Babylon, um, these very typical personal finance books. Um, mm -hmm. I'd read them and this was something completely different. And I remember even feeling very angry as I read it because I remember looking at back at all the books that I had read and looking at all the gurus that I was following and thinking, why have none of them phrased things in this way? Why have none of them put it to me in this way? Which was essentially that, you know, entrepreneurship is about providing value to the market uh, and relative value and, and solving some kind of problem in the market and providing a solution in the form of, you know, a business or a business around that solution and presenting that to the market. And um, that concept of just, solving a problem 
provide and, and 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 I was thinking, why the fuck? Like none of these. Am I allowed to swear on? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. My, yeah, because I was just thinking, why none of them have said this to me? Like none of them have put it this way. And I finished the book, and I was it was a completely changed mindset. I wasn't thinking about money in in the frame of how much money can I make. As I was thinking about it more, what value can I provide that money can later follow? And that's the proper way to look at it. And and this is the problem with now on the new age entrepreneurship is it's not about that anymore. And it's become this, uh, you know, how much money can I make? And it's so, so focused on money. There's never talk of value. Um, and essentially after reading that book, I still continued with the business that I was currently doing with my uh, friend because I didn't have anything else that I was working on, but there was always that sense, that feeling in the back of my head that I'm, we only got into this for the money. Um, now needless to say, acting passion, that began to eventually falter. Um, and I mean, that was a very big thing for me because it's something I'd done from my childhood and eventually accepting that I wasn't passionate about it was a huge deal, but eventually I accepted it and was like, okay, let's, let's go full in on this business stuff and let's see what I can do here. Um, now the business with my friend, the digital marketing business didn't go anywhere. Uh, we were working hard at it. And by the end of like October time last year, so October, 2019, we eventually realized we're not getting anywhere. We'd signed like one trial client who, uh, so we were doing the work for them for free. They were just paying for advertising. Um, we'd worked for them after that one month, they just ignored us. They didn't, you know, there was nothing else that came back. We didn't get any more correspondence from them. Um, and we just kind of realized, I think this isn't working. It's time to call it quits basically. Um, and after that happened, it was more of a sense of, I was kind of relieved and I was like, okay, that was a good experience but now I can actually be more focused on finding a problem, an actual problem that I can solve in the market. Uh, now I've had like a more, I've, my mindset is a bit more fixed and I can look yeah. at actual ways in which I can provide value to the market. Um, and the first thing I did after leaving that job is I knew I needed money. Again, I hadn't made money since doing the flipping stuff on eBay. So I got two jobs. Um, one is just customer service assistant, store clerk type role. Um, and the other one was is as a research call center um, role. So I did these two jobs, um, together. And as I was working these two jobs, I was thinking, okay, let's think about problems that I can solve. Um, and I, I was, I, you know, I'd have a notebook that I'd write down like different things that I'd think of. Most of them are terrible ideas, but then eventually you find something that's, that's good and something that's interesting worth pursuing. And one thing I thought of was, oh, there's this huge sentiment of people in schools where, and I know this myself where it's like, we feel like we're not taught about money or finance. Uh, and I mean, and in that sense, I mean, things like just how taxes work, how a mortgage works, you know, um, how to buy a house, what that process looks like, how to manage your money, uh, what credit is, how credit works, uh, how to build your credit score, all these topics, right? It's personal finance topics. And I feel like we're not taught it in school. And I, remember learning them, trying to learn about these things during that process where I became more interested in money and thinking, man, I wish there was a code academy. I don't know if you know what code academy yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, and for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what it is, it's essentially, it's just a website where there are these online classes where you get to learn how to code. Um, and I remember using it in school and it was so useful because, um, it made coding very accessible to me. And I thought coding was beyond my capabilities, but it made it so accessible and, and teachable to, um, to me. Um, so I was like, man, I wish there was a code academy, but that taught these finance subjects. And I was like, Hey, 
whenever you kind of tell yourself, I wish, or it's so annoying that this or whatever, that's the chance for a business idea to spark. And so that was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to go with this as my business idea. And it was going to be like Code Academy. It was going to be an online uh, learning platform, um, you know, through a website, uh, hopefully an app down the line was what I envisioned for it. That would have these classes where you could learn about these subjects and it would be on a monthly membership fee, that type of deal. And I spent one month creating the basic website. I did it through WordPress because I didn't know a lot about coding, but it was functional enough so that I could create courses on it um, and set up some kind of payment scheme. And this was about December, December time. I'd finished up the website and I was now looking to build the first course for it, which would be on managing your money. And I was like, hey, maybe I should create a YouTube channel to promote this business on the side. Um, because I'd always, and, and, and at the same time, I always really wanted to to start a YouTube channel. I remember I had one back here, like when I was 14, 15 years old on like a gaming channel. I've never really got anywhere. I had like 50 subscribers, but I, I really loved like doing that. And I was like, man, I really want to return to it. And in a way, this business idea was my way of like, kind of, okay, let's, let's do the, let's, this gives me an excuse to, to do the YouTube channel. And so I started it up. I created the channel in um, December. I didn't post anything yet. And then by the end of January, just before that, I learned how to edit videos. Um, I learned just the bare basics of how video editing works, just so that when I made my first video, I had some idea of what it wanted. You know, it, it looked somewhat decent, somewhat professional. Um, and I was like, okay, the first video, I'm going to talk about universities because that's what I, I can, I know I can talk about that and I know I have some experience and I've got some good, strong opinions on it. So I made that video on whether people should go to universities and, and what it's like, et cetera, et cetera. Even though I'd never went myself, it was more from the perspective of why I didn't go and my reasonings for it. And, but also the opinions of other people who did go and what they say. Um, and I made that video in the moment I made it, the channel kind of just became its own thing where the the one skill I realized, and, and it was completely coincidence, but all of these skills that I'd gathered up, so acting, uh, my love for storytelling as well, like that was a huge theme. I maybe didn't touch on it enough, but I love storytelling, um, whether that was through acting or writing. I've always loved writing, um, even though I never took it professionally or never did anything with it. I love writing. Um, and so these skills, all it took to kind of connect the dots was for me to learn video editing. And once I picked up that one skill, it was, it, it enabled me to essentially um, use my imagination to create these kind of uh, videos on whatever I wanted to talk about. And so immediately the second video was, uh, and out, out of this excitement of being able to do that, I was like, oh, you know what I need to talk about? I need to talk about these, like the quote unquote fake gurus, these business gurus that I, that are just selling their courses and um, they're not providing real value in my opinion. And so that's what I did. I created the fake guru video. Little did I know that would be the first video that would blow up on the channel. Um, and then I went on to create a video on Instagram and then there was one on the data broker industry. And then I created these other two, one on the self-help industries and, self -help, and yeah. yeah, the self-help industry and, and my problems with that industry, having been in it myself and going through the whole self-development stuff. Um, then I also made, I was like, man, I got to make a video on a lot of the principles that MJ DeMarco talked about in his uh, book, because these are principles that are very, they're like an equation um, and they're founded in actual, you know, economic principles. So I wanted to make that video. I made the untold truth about money. Um, and then, 
And I remember as well, part of my channel, um, and it's important to mention this because a recurring theme is here, I'm always looking for a problem to solve. Um, and I remember that each time I'd be making this video, I'd think, look, the problem that my channel is trying to solve is first, um, there's a lot of these business gurus in this niche that I feel like are not genuine, that are just trying to peddle courses, um, that are not providing advice that I think is is actually helpful um and so i wanted to come in with a more genuine voice um providing advice that i think is helpful and has been very helpful to me um it's one thing the second thing is uh i wanted to create videos that were a little bit different because whilst there a lot of business gurus and stuff aren't genuine there are people in that space that are still genuine people like graham stephen andre jick um that are very genuine people do really well on YouTube, but their videos are very much like point blank talking to a camera. I was like, I can't stand out if that's what I'm going to do. I need to add in something more exciting. And that's where I brought in my acting and my love for film and storytelling. I mixed that into the videos where it become became what it is now, where it's like documentary style videos. It was never my intention to just start with documentary style. It kind of just became yeah. the thing. Um, and so after the untold truth about money, I was very excited and I realized that, I just completely pretty much left the whole other business idea of creating the financial platform just because I got carried away by this YouTube channel and creating these videos. And I was fine with that. And I was like, let's see how it goes for a year. Um, now this is about April time when I'd released the untold truth about money. And I said, by the end of the year, I'm going to see if I can get a thousand subscribers. I'd be really happy with that. Um, and this was, and I was at about 200 and something subscribers at this point. And so I was just working on the next video and I wake up one day and I see, on my phone i'm like normally i get about like zero to ten views an hour on my channel uh i wake up and i see it's about 15 to 20 views per hour i'm getting and i'm like okay well what's going on like someone must have posted it somewhere or like you know something weird has happened i go and check the analytics and i see that it's coming from suggested videos and i was like oh damn the algorithm that means that the algorithm has picked up one of my videos and it was the fake guru video that it was picking up. And it was just from then on, it was a snowball. It would be the next day it would go from 50 to a hundred viewers per hour. The next day after that, 500, thousand, thousand, five hundred, three thousand at the peak of it all. It was, I was getting about 7,000 views per hour between four to 7,000 views per hour. It was absolutely wow. insane. I had three videos of mine had been picked up by the algorithm. If it was first the rise of fake guru video, then the self-help video okay. started picking up. And yeah. then on told truth about money just came in like a crazy explosion after that. And was is now my most popular video, I think. Um, so three videos simultaneously getting pushed by the algorithm. You can imagine how crazy it was. My subscribers, I think at the peak of that as well, like I was getting 10,000 subscribers a day. It was absolutely insane. Um, in a month, I cleared about a hundred thousand subscribers. Um, my phone was blowing up. My Instagram was going crazy. I was getting messages from friends congratulating me. Um, and it was very overwhelming. And I remember specifically these four days where I, my heart was just going crazy. It was like I was getting heart palpitations and it's really ridiculous to think about. But, um, but I, I mean, I just, I know what I was thinking back then where it was like, damn, like this is my thing now. I've, I've just, in, in such a short period of time, YouTube is now my full-time job and I was able to earn full-time income from it now. Like that, just instantly it happened. Um, even though a lot of work goes into the back end of it, the way in which it kind of happened was so exponential. Um, and that kind of, 
was the reason why I was like, my heart was going crazy for four days straight. I couldn't eat properly, couldn't sleep properly. I had to do like laps in the local park, just running to try and release that energy. And cause I still had a video I was trying to make and I couldn't focus on it. Um, once that all settled down, I was much more focused on, okay, let's get back to the making the videos. Let's get back to what got me here in the first place, which is making high quality videos. And that is pretty much where we're at right now. Um, I think that covers the story. I mean, I've gone on a huge, huge, like, you you just literally answered nearly all the questions that I even had <laughs> in that whole thing. <laughs> so it's, I'm glad. It's I'm amazing. Glad, like this is the thing. Your story is just it's so mad. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, you know how you started being wanting to be an actor, but eventually, right now, you are kind of doing something similar to that. Mm. So like you're yes. doing storytelling, which is great. This is the thing. It's the whole thing which gathered up to what you are right now. It just yes. all makes sense, and it's just yes. And it's, when it's we, crazy. And when, when and we I, I was going to say as well, um, just to add on to it, it was like I had a call from a friend. Um, just because when you mentioned like how it all adds up, this was what I didn't realize. And I had a call from a friend when I hit about ten thousand subscribers. When things would get starting to pick up, um, I had a call from a friend, and he said, uh, "You know what, James." It's, and he was congratulating him saying, you know what, James, it's a really good thing that you didn't get into drama school. Yeah. And then the moment he said that, I was realizing, damn, there's a lot of things that have happened that I thought were either failures or coincidences that led up to me getting the channel to where it is. Number one was not getting into drama school, right? But number two yeah. was that trip to Portugal where I lost so much money. If it wasn't for that, I may have not even had that desire to make money, do the carby sale stuff or get into the whole business stuff. Anyway, number three was, you know, getting involved in the whole fake guru stuff and having that failure with a marketing business because without that, I may not may have not even made that um, Rise of Fake Guru video, which was the initial video that blew up the channel. Uh, I may have not read MJ DeMarco's book, um, which wouldn't have led me to make the Untold Truth About Money video. Um, all of these like factors that you just, just don't up. really think about, but then they all link together and it's crazy how they did. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it was, it was such a, it blew my mind away when my friend said that on the phone and I started realizing it. But um but yeah, no, carry on, man. I just, yeah, I thought it'd just be worth like, highlighting that as well. No, no, it was, it was really great because, um, I mean, everything that I could ask for in a podcast, you just bought everything at once. And this is the thing, the best part about your videos, as well as when you talk, it's just the storytelling because you try and talk about two stories at the same time. I don't know how it works in storytelling or writing. Like I'm generally just bad at those kind of things. And um, yeah, it's just that's the thing that's your usp i would say like that thing about your videos are just incredible and your editing editing <laughs> editing skills are on top of the game i don't know how you managed to learn that good editing in just one month because i've been trying to learn how to edit since long and i've been just not being able to do that yeah and it is about- a gradual uh, process i just say like it was like i only learned the basics of video editing in that first month and you'll notice with each video um that it is a gradual progression like the yeah. university video compared to like my and mlm nothing. video is completely different tiers yeah. of like what the editing was and it was really just a case of practicing like i practiced a lot and i would take inspiration from advertisements netflix documentaries um any like other youtubers i would see who have amazing editing just constantly taking inspiration like my phone isn't even filled with pictures of like people anymore it's literally just filled with editing (laughs) examples of good editing like that is literally what my phone is filled up with now um so yeah no it's important to note that uh, i think a lot uh, uh, like a big thing here is that 
I do make editing a USP on my channel, but it's something that I spend enjoy. a lot of, yeah, and I enjoy and I spend a lot of time working on mm -hmm. and practicing. Um, and so it's an actual skill. I don't want people to feel like there's any kind of uh, skill, regardless of what you're doing, that cannot be taught or learned. Um, yeah. And yeah, I didn't have editing experience before, but I got now to a point where I think the channel is really good editing and there's still plenty of work to do on it. But um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an important thing to note as well makes sense so now what what are the future plans for you because obviously the youtube has doing is doing good uh obviously your initial thing was to create like a code academy for finance so is it going to come back or just carry on youtube for now yeah really good question um it's something that i've been thinking a lot about especially after the whole wave of the youtube channel blowing up and that excitement came along um there's many ideas that i have uh to a fault sometimes and you probably can resonate with this when you have all of these crazy ideas going on um your focus can go all over the place and that's never really a good thing you always want to be focused on one thing because your effort focus put on one thing is better than focus diverted on several different things at once um so my focus for now until about you know the end of uh, next year midway through next year is purely focusing on building the channel so just on creating these catalog of really really good videos yeah really good documentaries um and just going completely ham and saying no to pretty much everything else it's really difficult and i've had to practice yeah. this a lot um like i remembered like how many like podcast requests i was getting when things were blowing up and i was just saying yes yes, yes to everything um because i didn't know how to say no or i hadn't practiced that that muscle of saying no yeah um, now i've become much more selective and i've been much more like no to almost everything uh, in this case it was a it was a special thing i think we may touch on this as well the reason how we kind of connected as well because um what people may not know is uh is justin did this uh tiktok video ACN. um oh no basically TikTok, yeah yeah and you're and you're basically shouting out the channel um and i i didn't have tiktok i wasn't using it but i had a friend um <laughs> funnily enough right? this is how things seem to seem to suddenly like add up but the friend that i was um i'd started the digital marketing business with um his brother sent me a message on instagram was like hey did you see this tiktok and I just saw it and it was, it was the TikTok that you made of promoting my channel. I was like, like, I was just like, what the hell? This is crazy. And I was like, and I went on TikTok to like go and see the actual video itself. I downloaded it and I checked it out. And I was like, what? This video just got like, this blew up. This had like 200,000 yeah. views. And I was like, oh my, I need to like reach out to this guy and thank him for doing. And, um, and then I saw as well that you'd already messaged me on Instagram that I hadn't seen before. And I saw that and I was like, Dude, I was like, I was thanking you. And eventually we set up this podcast. It was specifically why I wanted to, yeah, like I wanted to hop on with you just as a way of even thanking you for, for making that shout out, which was, you know, completely unsolicited. You completely did it out of your own um, enjoyment for the videos. And that meant a lot. Um, but yeah, wait, why, why, I just went on a tangent now. Why, why were we talking about this again? No, what we were talking about, because we were talking about how we actually uh, decided to do this because you were saying no and then, no to everything right. and then you yes yeah so now i've been uh, very like specific so this is one example where i was like okay i had to do this because like uh as a way of sending a thank you as a way of just yeah i was really grateful for that but I, for the most part i say no to a lot of things because my focus is completely on the channel um ideally and i asked I, I put out a tweet um a few days ago uh where it was like kind of my goal was really to have the channel be like a netflix of youtube or to have that oh, wow. reputation um yeah. where it's like people expect these extremely high quality um documentaries where there's really good storytelling um 
where they don't really expect like a weekly upload schedule, more of a monthly upload schedule, but each one just like... It's like a movie, yeah. Yeah, it does really well. It's like, it's kind of like Mark Rober. I don't know if you know him, um, the YouTuber Mark Rober. Um, no. He's really, I didn't even know about him until recently. I discovered his channel and he he's very popular um, and he only does one video a month. But his yeah. videos get crazy amounts of views. Uh, not that they're nothing like similar to like documentary style. They're more like informative videos where he does these crazy, uh, interesting concepts, kind of like Mr. Beast, but mixed with science and stuff. Um, and and he gets crazy views, like t- ten to thirty million views per video, sometimes more. And I was like, you know, that would be great if I can achieve that level of um, viewership and audience for the channel. Where yes, we don't like I don't upload on a weekly schedule, but I upload maybe once a month, but each video just does really well. And people expect a huge amount of value, not only through the entertainment, but also the informative side of things. Um, that would be an ideal spot to get the channel in. Now, of course, it's not just going to be me on my own. And I do want to, within you know, the next year to, yeah, to build out a team, um, you know, of people that help me because otherwise me doing this on my own, first of all, it's a bit silly. If I talk about business and entrepreneurship and not trying to build out a business around the channel, which just it seems a bit hypocritical and stupid. Yeah. Um, but second, I know I'll get burnout if I try and do all of this on my own. Like I You'll work ridiculous hours. Yeah, exactly. I work ridiculous hours as it is. And I know that I can't keep that up consistently. There's going to be a point of like, man, I can't do this. Um, yeah. And that's why I'm now really looking to kind of start building people in um, like researchers, um, people that help me with video editing because video editing takes a huge chunk of time. Um, that's something that's huge for me at the moment. Uh, I'm trying to build like an application for video editors um, to okay. find someone um, because of course it's a big part of the channel. I have to find someone that works well with me and is also very talented as well um, and can execute things even better than I can is ideal. Yeah. Um, so once I've got all that, yeah, exactly. Um, and once that's done, I will then look at all these other options because ideally I, my time will be a little more freed up to explore ways of expanding the channel. That can look, that can be in the form of a podcast. I'd mentioned several times thinking of building like a video editing platform where um, you have like, you know, like you have transitions or animation presets um, or sound effects and stuff like that. I wanted to create like a library of all of these things. Um which is something that I really would have loved to have had when I was like, when I've been learning video editing Um, or it may just be, you know, creating some form of um, merchandise. Maybe, I don't know. Like these are all ideas that I could potentially explore, but the main thing is always honing in on the channel. The main thing is building out the channel. Um, And then afterwards I look at these ways of expanding, but I really want to see how far and how good we of a quality we can get this channel going before I choose to expand. Yeah. I mean, I I I wish probably end of this year you hit you hit one million, which is a tough mark. Because <laughs> obviously it's a tough mark. But I saw the hundred k pla- uh, plaque you received. It's it looks so nice. Like the when you when you hit the, get that at your home, you feel like yes, all the hard work has paid off, and it must be a great feeling for you as well. And yeah. I just want to yeah. say thank you for taking your time out and coming on this podcast it really means a lot and in a way destiny is a weird thing how from me watching your videos to me creating a tiktok to you reaching out to me it just all meets up so every time i get someone on this podcast at the end i always ask some like one tip or one advice for any aspiring entrepreneurs out there so anything you would like to give to to them basically Mm. yeah 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 for sure um 
I guess the best thing that, that helped me, and I guess it came up in the story of how I started the channel in the first place, is I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it. I, especially for our, like our generation of entrepreneurs, we're being brought up in this environment where entrepreneurship is now seen as this very romantic concept um, from like what you see on Instagram or you hear like the crazy stories of like, you know, who was it like Kylie Jenner, youngest billionaire, although I don't think that's the case anymore. Um, but yeah, but you, you hear these kind of stories and you're like, yeah. it's, it's this romanticized concept. You know, everyone wants to start their own clothing brand. Everyone now wants to start like whatever it is. Um, they want to start a business, but to really, before you even consider doing that or before your focus is turned towards the money side of things, really look at what entrepreneurship is about, which is solving a problem in the market or providing and providing actual value in the market um, relative to what already exists. So if you're going to start a YouTube channel, just like me, for example, and, and this is important to note that it doesn't have to be the next Facebook. It doesn't have to be the next Google. If that, unless that's your goal, it doesn't have to be that crazy kind of innovation um, or that next best thing. Um, it can be as simple as look, starting a YouTube channel and applying those concepts of um, looking at what problem you can solve. If I just started my YouTube channel as a normal face to camera talking about money and finance and all of these topics, sure that's providing value on its own right um like that will definitely help somebody but relative to the marketplace and how many other people are doing the same thing it's not likely to to, to get anywhere so find ways in which you can provide value that is kind of unique yes unique um the way mj demarco sometimes phrases is skewing the value so you look at another channel for example and you'd say in my case oh they don't have that great editing um, I don't really like the storytelling. They don't really have any storytelling. These are all examples of different like value points that you can then skew in your favor and be like, okay, now I come in and I've got really good editing, really good storytelling along with the money and information side of stuff. Um, and now that creates some, you know, an actual unique, uh, selling point for me in that market. Um, to allow me to get what I have now with the channel, but this can apply to anything it can apply with. If you're starting a fitness, um, brand you can look at for example something like gymshark right like fitness uh brands are still, yeah like reach one billion it was it's insane what what um what ben has done ben uh what's his surname now i forgot um I anyway he's got some videos on youtube who's he's got amazing videos on youtube that explain that whole story but um the fitness brands were they, they weren't necessarily unique right like it's not like there were, there were plenty of fitness brands, but when he started it, one thing that he Gymshark utilized so much was their ability to market their product in such a way, which was different to what anyone else was doing. Um, and they were kind of one of the first few companies that started utilizing influencer marketing. Um, and that was something that they skewed heavily in, in their, on their side, um, as well as having a good product. Of course, you always have to have a good product at the end of the day. Um, they found a way in which they could stand out in the marketplace because they utilized influencers and created a real brand. Um, and almost, I, I don't know if it's, it's like, a, almost like a cult like following towards Gymshark. I mean, I know a lot of people who, get by Gymshark clothes who are like very loyal to Gymshark as a brand. Um, yeah. They were able to do that. Um, so if you're, you know, listening and you want to start a business um, and you know, you want to generate money for yourself, the first thing you should do is not look at the money side of stuff and, you know, turn your focus away from money and more on problems and how you can solve them in a market. Um, 
And that is probably, I think, boils down everything that has helped me get to where I am right now. I mean, thank you so much. That that advice right there. And also when you spoke about how you should focus on one thing at a time really means a lot because I always talk about how never try to chase two rabbits at once because you're not yes. going to catch any, which is really good as well. So guys, if you don't know who James Jenny is, um, you need to check him out. I don't care. If you're my subscriber, you have to check him out because you will literally fall in love with his documentaries. They're not even like one hour long. Maximum is like 45 minutes or less than that. So they're really, really interesting. And as I'm saying, his storyline, you guys will be hooked. Like once you start it, you won't feel like pausing it. And funny enough, his videos, uh, his video of the university one, which was the first one I saw, was the first ever 20 minute video or 22 minute, which I never skipped. Otherwise, I'm always skipping, I'm always skipping. And it was the first video I never skipped. So yeah, I'm going to put all his links on the screen right now and in the bio. So go check him out. And once again, thank you, James, for joining. Um, and guys, if you're still listening, thank you so much. Uh, have an amazing day. Take care and peace.